Welcome to Ignite Your Confidence for women in leadership who want to speak up and stand out. I'm your host, Karen Laus. Here you'll get all of the tips and tools that you need to stand out with unshakable confidence. Let's jump in to today's episode. From nine to five to entrepreneur, seven things to know. I was trying to decide, do I call this lessons? Do I call it things to know? I wasn't really sure, but bottom line, (laughs) there are seven things that I just decided right now at this moment, as I wrote down to prepare for this episode (laughs) five minutes ago, what would be the most important thing that I would want to impart to others? So we're going to start with these seven things. I'm going to start first with what some of you that have been listening to me for a while are already familiar with, and that is called my three D's. I found this formula to be really helpful that just organically happened. And it was my friend, Jeannie Grabowski that said, Karen, that's your three D's. And that's what made me go, oh yeah, you're right. That is. So I'd recommend you think about these three D's when you're in the midst of making any big decision. And it's really appropriate for our topic today. The first D is to decide. And we're going to talk in a minute about how to decide, are you ready? That kind of thing. So, but anyway, the first D, how, no, (laughs) back up. The first D is decide. Basically it's deciding what you want. Is this what you want to do? For me, it was September, 2019, when I realized that was the day that I put that stake in the ground and I paid for Jess Ekstrom's Speaker Sisters mic drop program about really diving into speaking, learning all the things that I might need to know about putting that stake in the ground to say, I am deciding to be a keynote speaker. And the simple act of actually paying that money was a huge commitment financially at the time, as well as emotionally. There was a mental decision that was made and that's when things started turning the corner. I can still remember even, I'm really into symbolism. I saw this really cute little microphone, megaphone, that's what they call it, little megaphone charm for your bracelet. I decided to buy that, or not megaphone, a microphone. So cute. And that was when I said, okay, I put that on a bracelet and I said, I am declaring that I am going to be a keynote speaker. And then the second D So decide is first, the second D is declare. This is where you really put that stake in the ground and declare to everyone you know, this is what I am doing now. You start telling people about it. And that is a great way to show to the world, hey, here's what I do. Now, an adjunct to this, when you're talking about what you do, you've got to make sure that you clarify this in a very short, pithy statement. What is the one problem that you solve in the world? And if you can get clear on that, your marketing efforts are going to be a lot easier. You're going to be able to attract the right clients and the right clients are going to immediately know who you are and what you do. Really, the truth is they don't really care who you are. They care about the problem that you solve. The who you are comes second. So again, let's review with the three Ds. First D is decide. Second D is declare. And the third D... Drum roll, please. That is do. You got to do. You got to do something. You got to take action. Is that what that means? 
start. To, so you tell, you're telling everybody, you know, and then start doing the thing that you want to be doing. And I know that might sound easier said than done. Maybe you don't have an opportunity yet, but do everything that you can to put that in motion, which includes vision boards, journaling, as if you already have that thing, the more you can, and whether it's an affirmation, you know, I am a keynote speaker doing multiple gigs a month, making X amount of dollars, you know, whatever it is that you want to be doing or money that you want to make. What Again, it, it doesn't really matter about the money. That's just one thing that I add in there. But the point here is to do whatever you can to move into that actual action. So those three Ds are one of the seven things that you need to know about leaving your nine to five and becoming an entrepreneur. That is one really wonderful way to ground us and people love formulas and they love the rule of three. So it has worked for me and people seem to like it. I hope it works for you. The second thing is, as you're in the midst of all of this, second thing to know is, are you ready? The part about whether you know you're ready or not is to simply ask yourself that question. And I would really think long and hard about the fact that this is something that is a huge life change. And I'm not going to lie. It is hard. You've got to know if you are ready for that. And very much in alignment with this is the next thing to know, which is number three, which is to get your finances in order. This is all part of whether you're ready, having the wherewithal to recognize that this is not going to be easy. And I'm actually going to come from this perspective of, I didn't think it would be that hard. Now I'm more of a gem person and let's just figure it out. So you need to know that for the, all of you, all of you planners in the house here, definitely you're going to have a different mindset around this probably than me. You're probably going to spend a lot more time listening to people. And I would recommend that you interview perhaps up to five people that have made the shift because it's so important to get an objective reality about this. And then you can make a decision. There might be things that have surprised you. And so that number three of the seven things to know is to get your finances in order because that can be, I don't need to tell anybody here, let's master the obvious, but the finances in order is really critical. But along with that, I like to call part of this tip is basically get your ducks in order, get your ducks in a row, as they say, figure out, I would, before you leave your nine to five, I would definitely think about what is your marketing plan? I've never had an official business plan, but it's really thinking about what is the one problem that I solve? And then thinking about having at least a basic website so people can start finding you. I personally would recommend that you have people lined up already as clients that you can serve while you're doing your nine to five. And I imagine anybody listening to this message, if you're considering leaving it, you may already have some clients on the side. I had clients on the side my entire career, but the first time I left my corporate job was in 2003. And I had a lot of things to learn. Number one, I remember the biggest thing is that I had this great Rolodex and I don't even know if people call it that anymore, probably not, but this great list of contacts. I started calling them and saying, hey, so glad to reconnect. I've left my HR job and now I'm gonna be focusing on coaching to make everybody's life better. And nobody knew 
how to refer people to me because I was not clear in my marketing. I was not clear about the one problem that I solve. In fact, at the bottom of my business card, it even said life, career, business, coaching. <laughs> I wanted to make sure I covered every single area to get things right or to make it as inclusive as possible. And the hard part is when we are not targeted with a specific niche or niche, whichever accent you prefer, then we are not going to be very good at attracting clients because nobody really knows if they fit your target audience or who to refer you to. It's kind of like my very first coach said, imagine if you're handing somebody a coffee mug and you've got the handle, it's a little harder to grab that with your hand. But if you have, and if you think the handle represents your message, like each of you probably knows what you do, <laughs> but it's not as easy for other people to grab onto because they're not in your head. But if I have a two-handled coffee mug with the handle just as easy to grab onto as the handle that I have, it's a lot easier for people to grab that cup of coffee, or in this case here, there it's a lot easier to that for them to say, oh, I know someone, or oh, I that might even be me. So when I was experimenting back in 2003 with different lines to use, it was really fun. I was going to lots of networking events, talking to different people, and there was such a different reaction when I would say things like, I work with women over 40 who are stressed out and depleted. Just by saying the problem, people would go, oh, that's me. I want to sign up. They didn't even know what I was offering, but they were so connected to the problem that they wanted to hear more. And that's all you really need to do is grab that curiosity from people. Now, if you talk to my mentor, Donald Miller, of course, it's really, it's also important to state right away how you solve that problem. And it's maybe not even the how, but it's what is the result? I shouldn't say maybe. It's not so much about the how. People buy results and outcomes. They don't buy your process. They buy the results and the outcomes. So in my case, at that time, I was coaching women primarily for career, career change. And that's where I focused on. I coach women who are stressed out, women over 40 who are stressed out and depleted, and I help them to find new careers that fulfill them, something like that. And now, if you were to ask me, my focus now is all about helping women to speak up and do it confidently. So as you know, women often hold back from sharing their ideas and they get passed up for amazing opportunities. And I'm on a mission to change that. How I do that, well, no, I shouldn't say how, let's let's edit that out of there. What I do is teach them to speak up with confidence. And then I might even add in the boardroom, in meetings, in sales calls, in any situation, everyday conversation, I teach women to stop holding back and start speaking up. So get clear on your marketing message, get your finances in order, get a website, get anything that you can so that you are ready to launch and you're not spending a ton of money on these people to help you do it when you don't have the income from your nine to five. So that's what I would recommend. Get those ducks in a row, whatever that looks like. And full disclosure, when I first left my corporate job back in 20, 
2003, I totally underestimated that money wouldn't come as easily as I thought. Well, I underestimated that, yeah, that more work would need to, as much work would need to be done around that. And I had a minimal amount of money in savings. And therefore, thankfully, I got a job opportunity about a year later, but I had a great time coaching while I did. And at that time, I found uh, an opportunity that came to me that was wonderful. And so I started back in nine to five, but then it was back in July of 2020 when I left for good and love this entrepreneurial journey, but it definitely is a lot harder than I thought. So that leads me to my next tip. Number four is to be humble. Don't expect it to happen right away. I thought I was, because I had so much corporate experience this time around and I had great brands that I worked with, I really thought things would happen sooner. Now I did, I do have to say that my first year I made more money than I did in my highest paying corporate job. So that's exciting. I can pat myself on the back for that. But the point here is it did not happen easily. And I thought it was going to be a lot easier. It took a lot of work, a lot of hustle. And that leads me to my next tip, which is to learn. Number five here, learn as much as possible. Educate yourself, learn from others, find out what's working for people. I have the most incredible group of, I would call it cohort allies, however you want to look at it. People in my circle who are so generous and have been amazing at bouncing off of idea, bouncing ideas off of each other and just fabulous mentors and people that have gone before me on this journey. And even things like, you know, when I left, it was COVID jumping into play. I had, I had just had this amazing gig in February of 2020. And I thought, this is my coming out party. And it was even at the Phoenician in Arizona. And it was all about the Phoenix rising. And I'm thinking, yes, I'm the Phoenix rising. And then COVID happened. And suddenly I had to go, oh my gosh, I got to figure out how to do all this online stuff. So I had to learn about get doing an online course. And then I thought, okay, I got to do a summit. That's what I'm going to do to build my email list. And then Oh yeah. What do I know how to do? How can I bring in money? Oh, I'm going to do a group coaching program and beef up my one-on-one. So all these other things that I had to think about, but that all came from a place of being humble and looking for ways that I could educate, educate myself, educate myself and learn what I needed to do to be an online entrepreneur. And that definitely was where I soaked up as many pieces of information, webinars, all the things that you look for when you're trying to figure things out. And that helped me tremendously. Okay, so that is the fifth. The sixth is don't start with the bells and whistles. And what I mean by this is don't start with all the fancy things. You got to figure out the problem that you solve first. Get your marketing in order, whether it's just bouncing your ideas off of a group of people. Maybe you hire a coach to help you with that. Depends on what, what you have budget wise. But I wouldn't recommend doing a fancy brand thing where you hire a ton of people to do all these fancy things. I'd say first, I would recommend that you start getting some business, get some business first, 
And it, it, I know people might be going, yeah, but how do you do that? And I will tell you that I did it <laughs> the way I'm telling you not to do it. I hired an expensive, amazing social media company to help me with my branding, getting my social media out there. But the problem is I was so focused on social media at the time, I wasn't focused on actually spending time on what is my keynote going to be? What offers do I have? Figure out the offers that you want to make first. Get those all set up so that then when you are on social media and maybe then you do spend money on someone who can help you with the branding and the logo and all these things, you've actually got something under your belt that will position you much better in the marketplace with the colors that you want and the logo and all of that. But be careful of spending a bunch of money prematurely before you're actually making money. So that's one of the things that I would say be careful of because you never know how long, <laughs> well, that sounds really defeatist. You never know how long that's gonna last. I just wanna caution you from the things that are seemingly the most fun and exciting. And let's face it, they are the most fun and exciting, figuring out your colors and your logo and all of that. But I would so much rather see your success from, well, I want you to be successful. And I would definitely recommend the way that you can be most successful is to get that marketing message down first, figure out who your target audience is and the problem that you solve. These things are not easy. They're not. And yet when we can get those things nailed down, will be much better positioned to be able to spend money and then not have to spend more money later hiring another marketing company or the marketing company all over again because you changed your mind. And now things are gonna happen and things are gonna evolve. Of course, that's just part of life. So remembering that is, is really important. But at the same time, if you can prevent having to spend money and, and obviously not waste your resources or your money, I would highly recommend that. So start get at least one or two gigs down before you start investing a ton of money in all of this, this, um, yeah, the, the wonderful bells and whistles. Let's recap. Here are the seven things you need to know. Number one, three D's decide, declare, do. That's a great formula as you are walking through this journey. Number two, ask yourself, am I ready? How do I know? Good reflection questions leads to number three, recognize it's hard. It's really hard to do this entrepreneurial thing. It's a lot harder than I thought. It's also incredibly exhilarating. So those things are really good to know. It's hard and it's exhilarating. That's number three. Number four, be humble. Don't expect it to happen overnight. I certainly thought it would, and it did not for me. And I've had a really amazing career, but just know that you're not alone if you don't have this overnight success. Number five, get your finances in order, get your ducks in a row in general, be ready primarily financially, but also with the systems and the infrastructure that you need. Number six, learn and educate yourself on what it takes. What do you need to have ready? What do you need to know as you're pondering this? And then number seven, 
don't start with all the bells and whistles. It is very easy to want to do that. And I will tell you, full disclosure, like I told you already, that's what I did. I would go back and do it differently. I would start getting business and getting that marketing message crystal clear because I know it's this challenge. You you want to be open to everybody and you want to serve everybody, but we just can't and we're not going to be, well, okay, maybe you could. You're not going to be as successful. You're not going to have people clear. And as Donald Miller says, if you confuse, you lose. When you get clear on the one problem that you solve and the one thing that you want to be known for in the world, that is going to open up doors compared to try floundering or saying, oh, here's the three things I do. And so many times I'm working with women that are rambling and they don't get to the point. They're not clear. They're all over the place. And then they're hesitant in the way their tone is. There's so many things that get in the way when we are not clear of that one problem that we solve. So figure out that problem and go for it. And the one thing that I'd like to recap with here is that this journey is also super fun. I have to tell you, I feel so free. I am living my best life and I'm not saying it's easy. It's definitely not easy. So you got to be ready for it. You got to be ready to be visualizing what you want, to be expecting that you're going to get great things and that this is a mission that you want to be on. So the mission that I have is about reaching 10 million women in the next 10 years. And that drives me every single day because I want every woman I know to speak up and do it with confidence. And that is what I want for you as well. And if you are interested and want to work with me to speak up with confidence and get the tools to do that, maybe you are challenged in a meeting with speaking up, maybe you are challenged with a contract or setting your prices or whatever that might be, please reach out, karen at karenlaus.com, or you can go straight to my website and take a look and schedule a call there. We can have a discovery call and see if it's a good fit between the two of us. And if you happen to know anybody that's looking for a conference speaker, that is something that is my primary source of time spent. So I would love to be able to serve you or your audience in that capacity. Have a wonderful rest of your day. And that's a wrap of another episode of Ignite Your Confidence. I'm your host, Karen Laus. Thank you so much for listening. If you love today's episode, please subscribe and leave a review. It helps other people find the podcast faster, and it certainly helps me. If you're interested in more tips and tools around confidence, please join me over in my Facebook group called Ignite Your Confidence with Karen Laus. Remember, you too can stand out with unshakable confidence. 